On this episode of the podcast, we talk week three of the NFL. We also discuss comments made by Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal regarding Breonna Taylor. And is Deshaun Watson overrated or underrated? Chris just doesn't understand what the f*** I'm talking about. You're saying that if after 3-13 and 13, the Texans don't see that this is a bad coach, then what can he do? And I'm saying... After three and thirteen, if they can't see he's a bad coach, Deshaun Watson to do whatever it takes no, but to that, get out. But that's that's I agree with that. That's, for me, that's, that's beyond, what I'm saying. No, but that's beyond obvious though. That's obvious. At but that's that all point, I'm saying. At that point, all he has to do is have a tweet like, "What's going on?" Well, everybody, I, everybody's gonna kill the Texans. That, that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm no, saying, Chris. No, no, no. Ain't, that, <laughs> what, 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 that's all I'm saying. Oh God, <laughs> it's when a moment. That's what I've been you're saying. Ha- you're having a moment, man. You How is that not what I've been saying? You're having a moment, bro. How is that not what I've been saying, Chris? <laughs> no, I need you. I need you to explain to me. How is that not what I've been saying? No, I, I don't think you've been listening. You're not even answering your. It was your question. You said overrated, underrated, and then you turned it into whatever well, I this said, is. I said he is on a trajectory to be overrated by his own account. I see. Because that's that, and that's why that's why we are where we are in this argument. Because if if that's, he does me, not ludicrous. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to episode 98 of the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oenyi. I'm going to be on with you, whether it's morning, afternoon, night. You're going to be hearing my voice. Um, It's a pleasure to have you on. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform. Um, You can also check us out every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on Afro Vibes Radio. I am joined by the phenomenal one hey chris what is up bro what's good man let's get to it so i just mentioned that we're on episode 98 which means we are one episode away from our hundredth episode here on a new channel sports one. podcast you said 98 it means we oh i get you just saying so this is 98 now yeah then we have 99 right. that's the one okay and then we're okay. at episode 100 <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to win some money, a hundred dollar gift card, hey, and you can also win a hundred dollars worth in gift cards for Twin Peaks. Mm. Just go to our Facebook page, New Channel Sports. It's gonna be the very first post. You can see that, and you can enter for a chance to win, and then tune in to the hundred episode to see if you are the winner. Um, you just have to enter, and then there's a couple options you can do. You can choose one. Or you can choose more than one. The more options you choose for entry, the better you chant, the better you have, the better your chances are of winning hey. the the gift card. So go can, ahead. Can and, I win? No, you cannot win. <laughs> Friends and family are not. My wife's the same thing. I'm like, no, you can't win. <laughs> Friends and family are not allowed to win. So it's just for you listeners out there. This is kind of a a gift to you all for um, being our loyal listeners. And like I said, on the 100th episode, we will announce the winner then. Okay. We have a jam-packed show in store. So let's get right into it. We're going to do a little segment called Flashback. The new Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. Price is 6'4". Moore is 6'6". They're off to the right. Takes the lead. 
into the end zone, which is blocked for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? So that was the I like to call it the fail the fail Mary. The what? Fail. Yeah, man. So that was Russell Wilson throws the ball deep, and um, I forgot who it was that that caught the ball. Allegedly, yeah, caught the ball, <laughs> but it was definitely intercepted. But and it, it's just so funny when that happened. I think I'm gonna say I was watching it live, and you see both refs. They both walk up to it. They both look down. One ref says it's a touchdown. Yeah. And the other ref says that it's been intercepted or whatever. Yeah. And I guess the touchdown just nullified whatever he was talking about. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. Um, Russell Wilson takes off his helmet. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll's over there going buck as well. Yeah. But they had to review it also to see whether or not it was actually a touchdown. They review it and they still said it was a touchdown. That was the. Was it the last time? I don't know if it was the last time, but the week after, yeah, they had the regular referees back to do their job because once that fiasco happened with the replacement refs, that it was a wrap after that. Two things with that: one, the actual referees at Hockley's of the world, when they saw that, they must have been like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would feel." Because you know, sometimes you get released for me. I'll speak for me. Um, before me and my wife got married, sometimes I'd be like, man, I'm about to leave you. You know what I mean? What? No, like we'll be joking around. Just joking around. Uh, yeah. But the point is, if you were to leave, you want her to be like, you know, to miss you. <laughs> you right, feel me? Right, right, And right. if she's not missing, you're going to feel some type of way about it. So it's just for the for the actual NFL referees, I just thought when they were watching, like, see, we told y'all, go ahead and pay up now. Yeah, you it's not to pay as up easy now. as it looks, see? Exactly. But the second part of it, and for me, which made the video so funny, Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I grew up, I don't like the Packers, straight up. I love Brett Favre. I'm not a Packers fan. So to see that happen to them, excellent. But what made it even funnier for me, if I were a replacement referee, I just, the one guy who lifted his hands, I think it's a black guy who said it's a touchdown. I could be wrong, but I think he was black. And he lifted up his hands and said it was a touchdown. And you mentioned already that the other referee was saying, turnover on downs, it was an interception. I can pretty much, I, in my brain, the way I see it is like, bro, are you trying to get out of here? We are replacement <laughs> referees. I'm trying to make it out of here. Call touchdown so we can dip. So they go review the play. When the referee comes out and raises a touchdown, it looks like he's like, I bet I did it. I gave you all the victory. Because <laughs> he's a replacement ref. He's not he's trying they, to get home. When I, I remember now I was, I was watching that game. And during the time where they were reviewing it, I said to myself, there is no way 
they're going to overturn this. Because it yeah. was in Seattle. Same thing. Same. If, I feel the same way. If they would have re- overturned that, that the whole crowd, everybody would have been a riot. Yeah. <laughs> right there in Seattle. Because Pete Carroll, I've never seen this before. You know when the refs come out after a review and they're, getting, they're, they're talking, getting ready to say what the um, – what the call is, Pete Carroll was literally standing right in front of the ref, <laughs> looking into his eyes. You better make the right call here. I mean, they're, they're replacement refs. So the point is, they may, I mean, I can even see him reviewing and thinking, if I take this win away and I'm wrong, it's worse. At least I'm in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. So if I get it wrong, I mean, if I get it wrong, at least the crowd goes wild and I'm a hero here. Right. And he probably do. This is probably my last game anyway. <laughs> exactly. Let me go out with the crowd cheering. Exactly. Bang. He looked like Scott Foster out there making that. Because he didn't just put his hands up. He put his he extended it. He was, all the he way. was proud of himself. <laughs> he was like, touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So that was back in 2012. Um, the NFL was trying to negotiate with the, the regular refs, and it went like three weeks into the season, and that was the last week. Whatever replacement refs are there. The following week, the, the, the real refs, they, they decided, whatever y'all want, we're going to pay you. We'll pay get back out there. Got to get back. All right. So that was flashback. Um, a very interesting moment in, in sports. Okay, let's talk some headlines really, really quick. A lot of injuries took place mm. in the NFL um, week two. My man, Saquon Barkley, he's going to be out. Torres ACL. We have the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, San Francisco. He also got hurt as well. Now, San Francisco suffered a lot of injury. They're, they're running back. Also, every, pretty much every key skill position had an injury. Yeah. And then we had uh, Bruce Irvin from the Seattle Seahawks. He also tore his ACL. Um, just a lot of injuries that you know struck uh, in that second week for the NFL. You think uh, someone said that it was a, a combination of either either it was too intense of practice. Or not enough intense practice. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, we didn't have a preseason this year, right? So the players just got right into it. They started the regular season. And who knows how much they took into account with training camp and all that stuff and really tried to get themselves in real football shape. Because I thought there would be some injuries yeah. because of that, but I didn't think it would be as serious well, as the, the ACL. This, this is the difference, though. So I'm going to get a little brainiac on some of y'all right now. But a lot, these weren't muscle injuries. No. A lot of them. See, the muscle injuries kind of correlate with, okay, you haven't played enough and things of that nature. These are right. ligament injuries. Right. So whether you've trained or not, I mean, a ligament injury can happen at any time. That's true. And unfortunately, it just happened a lot. I don't think it had anything to do with the layoff, to be honest with you, because they weren't soft tissue injuries. They weren't muscle injuries. Right. I mean, it was just really unfortunate to see straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Another headline, Michael Jordan is now with NASCAR. Uh, I know our, our last guest that was here, um, Anisha, would be very, very interested in that. Yeah. She's big on NASCAR. But now he wants to be a part of NASCAR. He joins the team with uh, Bubba Watson. and Bubba he ho- Wallace. Bubba, I keep on saying Bubba Watson. That's the golfer, bro. I don't know why I keep on saying that. <laughs> I, I think, because, you know, as far as the two Bubbas, mm-hmm. Bubba Watson is a more popular one to me. So I always say his name first. But anyway. Bubba Wallace and Michael Jordan, they're going to somewhat be collaborating and they're going to begin racing on the same team beginning next year, 2021. So I thought that would be, that was pretty interesting as well. Another headliner, you know, the Lakers, right? They decided to complain to the NBA that LeBron James was getting enough free throws. Yeah. Free throw attempts. I think he had only, in game three, I think he had two free throw attempts, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So whenever that happens, 
you know, you look at players like LeBron James. I call it the Shaq effect. Every time Shaq goes down low, you can damn near call a foul every single time. The dude's just so big mm-hmm. and so strong. You can't, you don't have more strength than him. Every time LeBron James goes down and drives into the middle of the lane, you can call a foul almost every single time. So I understand why they would do that. But at the same token, I don't understand why they would do that. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. He's the king. You know, you can't just every single time you feel like something's going on. Oh, let me go to the. This is a Houston Rocket thing right here. No, That's but the, no, no, this, every team does this. Every team does. It's just that when it gets to the point where you think it'll benefit you a lot, then you publicly say that you've done it. Um, so I have no problem with it. The Nuggets apparently are going to do it as well. Mike Malone said in his post-game conference that he's going to send something to the NBA. All the teams do it. Mm-hmm. So, eh, eh, I guess, eh. And the last headline I want to talk about here is kind of a sad one. We all, You remember Delonte West, right? Yeah. So he was seen out again carrying a sign yeah. saying that he's pretty much, you know, homeless, you know, wants some food or whatever like that. I think coaches and some other players have, you know, mentioned that they want to try to, you know, get out to him and maybe help in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. But it's really sad to see someone who was in the NBA making close to a lot of money. I don't know how much exactly how much he was making. I don't know if he was making millions, but he was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now he's homeless, man. That's that that's sad to me. Uh, I think some of it with him was also some mental health issues right. as well. That's true. And that's just very difficult um, to deal with if you don't have the resources to deal with. This is an NBA player, right? So imagine somebody who doesn't have those resources at all. In particular, in our community, I don't know if you want to do this, but we're on a podcast with a platform. Black people, my people, mental health is not something we should play about. Seriously, though. And it's don't, there's a difference between getting drugged up because that's what black people are not down with, the drug part of it, because that's the stuff that will bring you down. But as far as talking to somebody, being, having something we call therapy, man, that's, that's something everybody's got to do oh, no if doubt. you need it. No, no doubt. And I mean, we all need it at some point in our lives, yeah. right? You yeah. know, I've, I've come to you at some point in my yeah. life. Like, Greg, I got to talk to you, man. You did this, you say anything to me. You've called to me. Is how you talk to you, man. I mean, That's this life. is little bitty things that, you know, just listening and giving your advice on something can help out someone tremendously. Yeah. I just skip Bayless I, is listening. I, I just, yeah. There you go. I just think, <laughs> I think black people more than anybody else need to do it because it's kind of a stigma in that community. Um, but it's it's not just a black thing. It's a human thing. No, it, absolutely. It's definitely a human thing. But as far as you just mentioned black folk, yeah, especially during this time, whether you agree with what's going on or not, it's affecting us. Yeah. It's affecting us mentally. And so even, like I said, even if you think it's right or wrong, there's no doubt that it's affecting some of us a particular kind of way. Yeah. And that can go a long way if you can just talk to someone about it and just voice your opinion about what's going on all right so let's get into the, the the meat of our discussion today on the podcast i just i have to talk about this there's a lot to talk about like i said we have a lot to discuss but i want to discuss deshaun watson okay the last two weeks against kansas city and against the baltimore ravers ravens he has not looked good at all Last year, around this time, he looked really good. He almost led them to a, a call it an upset win against the Saints. Remember that first game of the season last year? And he looked really good. He had a drive at the end of the game there where he, he hit, I think it was Kenny Steele's for a touchdown that gave us a lead. And it looked like we were going to win that game. And Deshaun Watson just looked 
great, fantastic. He has not looked as good this year. So my question to you, Chris, is Deshaun Watson overrated or underrated? Uh, he's right where he needs to be. No, 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 you no. Hey, no, when no, I do no, that, no, no. but look, we can't look, do that. We can't do that. Yes, you can. It's, the question look, is, look, is look, he bro, overrated look. or underrated? This is what you, you don't have understand. To, you have to go one way or the no, other. No, no, you don't. Because you can say, or you're right where you are. You're good where you at, bro. He's not good where he's at. No, no, no. I'm saying, he, I'm, as far as his claim, if anything, he's closer to being underrated. Okay, good. good because good, of his supporting cast. Do that. Do that. Do that. Calm down, bro. Let me make my point. What's wrong with you? Let me make my point. It's not a Deshaun Watson question. It's a Bill O'Brien, Houston Texans organizational question. The organization is clearly in disarray. Not having DeAndre Hopkins, guess what? That was a bad idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. We couldn't see that happening. You give away a franchise receiver when you have a franchise quarterback, and now they need to figure out a way to draft another guy. So for Deshaun Watson, can you think of any other elite quarterback in the NFL? So right now you're going to tell me he's an elite quarterback. I can't think of any elite quarterback in the NFL that doesn't have either a generational talent wide receiver or a freaking good one. I can't think of one right now. Yeah, right now. There's none. I mean, you look at Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill in uh, Kansas City, the way Baltimore plays, they have Marquise, good, uh, Marquise Brown. He's not a generational talent in, in any stretch, but they do have Mark Andrews, a tight end. You look at Aaron Rodgers as Devontae Adams. With the Saints, you have Michael Thomas. It's just all over the NFL. They have You don't trade a good wide receiver when you have a good quarterback. So Deshaun Watson, for me, he's closer to being underrated because when you watch the game, it's two issues. One, the offensive line, it looks worse than I anticipated. I thought they were going to have some continuity coming in in the season, and they've looked horrible. And then how do you have false starts when there's no crowd? (laughs) I don't understand. How is that possible? So that's that. And then secondly, the wide receivers are not getting any type of separation, and it's difficult. it just looks difficult. So when that's all around you, it just weighs you down. There are a couple throws that Deshaun Watson straight up missed last week. No doubt. He just straight missed. But I don't. I, I wouldn't say oh, it's a Deshaun Watson problem. Are, the Houston Texans have not a non problem, so <laughs> Deshaun Watson is not one. Look, man, this is a very very tough decision for me to make as far as saying whether or not he was overrated or underrated. I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a phenomenal talent. But when I hear people talk about him, you just brought up the word right there: elite. Some people put him in the category as being an elite quarterback. And I think he has elite moments that we've talked about, especially in the regular season, to where you say, okay, that was an elite moment he had right there. But as far as him overall being an elite quarterback, I don't think he's quite there yet. Whether it's because of Bill O'Brien or not, who knows, which I know it is partly because of him. So I'm I'm going to say that he is definitely trending towards being an overrated quarterback. Because for me right now, I cannot envision Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson working. It's not going to work. I've seen enough already. Mm-hmm. I've been seen enough. And as you're, we're both in Houston, we're both Texans fans, the way this offense is being run on Deshaun Watson is a travesty. The way this team cannot prepare for games is a travesty. That's not the team. That's Bill O'Brien. No, it's all Bill O'Brien. But it, it reflects on Deshaun Watson as well. Because... There's a stat I heard the other day, and you know I don't know exactly how on point it is, mm. but as far as the Texans and op- opening drives, 
I don't think they've scored on an opening drive with Deshaun Watson in over a year. That's the, the anybody the, the, about, I, to, 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 that's that's the point. Anybody that knows anything about opening drives, first fifteen plays is pretty much what we call it when we play football. Mm-hmm. The script, right? That's the coach. We used to we used to hate um, old boy in this in this Kubiak. City. Kubiak. We used to hate Gary Cooper. No, but his first 15 were always but, on point. But his script woo, for that first drive with Matt if, Shaw, if, if he could, was if, always, if, if we if we had, we would kill. Oh, we, right now. they would have won Super Bowl. We would kill for oh, yeah, yeah. Gary Kubiak right now to run this offense. Oh, no doubt. It would be, we would kill for him. Because I think we were, well, for me personally, I was kind of, I'm not going to say spoiled, but when Gary Kubiak came in, we knew him as being an offensive mind. When Bill O'Brien came in, he was kind of, you know, we thought of, he was going to be an offensive of, mind as a guru. It, it has not happened. So as far as what I'm saying is Deshaun Watson right now, he just signed a big contract. He's going to be with Houston for many, many years to come. It's on him right now at this point. I was just explaining to somebody that even if you think that Bill O'Brien's to blame, Deshaun Watson, you have the voice. In the past couple of months to a year, who you he? have backed up Bill O'Brien. But let me say, let me say, let me finish. You have backed up Bill O'Brien, and you have said that Bill O'Brien is your coach. Yeah, it's going to come to a point to where you're going to have to make the decision, and you're going to see what you're seeing on the field, and you're going to have to go somewhere and say, "Hey, Bill O'Brien's not working." Because okay. this, this is, and that's why I'm saying his he's trending towards being overrated because his partnership with Bill O'Brien. If he continues this partnership with Bill O'Brien and the ownership does not see that this is not working, it's going to hurt. He's 25 now. He's like getting any younger. Oh, that's a young quarterback. Well, look, look, look. He's, but look, <laughs> he's, he's, young, he's, close, he's close to being in the prime of his career, like the prime years. Yeah. He can't waste, though. And what I'm saying is this, though. It's not like he's – I don't feel like he's learning anything. He's, this, he's this, regressing. This, uh, that's that's debatable. I think the one person who hasn't learned things, Bill O'Brien. But you mentioned he needs to go to talk to somebody. Who does he go to? Okay, go to the assistant GM. Let me, let me, let me make this point. Go to assistant GM. <laughs> go to the GM. Go to smart, go to older. top management. Smart, older man. I mean, no. But this is the thing, though. First of all, we don't know what type of access he has to the owner because after McNair died, um, senior McNair, we don't even know if the other McNair family even comes to the building. We don't know that. Chris, 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 Chris. It's not that hard. No, you're not listening to me. My point is this. We don't know the involvement of the ownership. We don't. There are certain owners that are clearly always there. For example, Arthur Blank, when it comes to the Falcons, he's always there. Very easy access if you want to get with him. We don't know how easy the access it is for Deshaun Watson. And more importantly, it's so obvious that the McNairs have put the keys, the car, the garage, the house, the backyard Bill O'Brien is in control of everything. This, this, so who do you go to? But this is my point. This is my point. Deshaun Watson has publicly made it known that Bill O'Brien is this guy. Because he's trying to get bread, bro. Okay, he's trying to get bread. But apparently, he doesn't care about his legacy. No, it's not that caring about your legacy. <laughs> first, the the look, first look, look. thing you do is you have to secure the bag. Okay. You secure the bag. To. But all I'm saying is this. You secured the bag. You got your money. It's not. It should not take Deshaun Watson long to figure out that Bill O'Brien is not the guy for him. And you don't have to go directly to the owner. We have a thing called media. Okay. After a game. That's even worse. But hey. Not with this coach. You got this guy's running the team. For me? So, so look, 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 look. It's all about the Sean Watson. What do you want him to do? Okay, so hold on, hold on. Explain to me. What do you want him to do? Let me just 
This is this is about this is about, na- this is, this is about what now. What do you want him to do? I'm explaining. I'm, like, right. I'm trying to explain. This is about now and into the future. Deshaun Watson does not have to be Houston Texan. I'm sorry, Texan fans. If I was Deshaun Watson, I'll be like, hey, I don't have to be a Texan. As long as you get me out of here, either either the owner's going to choose Deshaun Watson or he's going to trade him. Nah, man. One of the two. No. Because look, if it's not working here with Bill O'Brien, he has to find a way to get out. No, but this this is the thing. If you're Deshaun Watson and he's playing it brilliantly, you can't be the guy that goes and says either either it's him or me because that's the, well, I'm not I'm not want to do that. So he has he can't go to social. He has to play it play it wisely. And I think what he's doing is brilliant. This season, he already had his cryptic tweets when Deshaun uh, when Hopkins left. You just let it play out. If you guys go if the Texans go, I don't know three and thirteen. Nobody's going to say, get Deshaun Watson out of there. They're going to say, get Bill O'Brien out of so, there. And, and that's my point, too. I am not all the way convinced that Bill O'Brien will be gone. Well, I mean, if, and, and that's, and but, that's, but that's not my point. My point is this. If Bill O'Brien is not gone after 3 and 13 well, seasons, and I don't think they're gonna then be there's three nothing Deshaun Watson would ever be able to do. Oh, no, no. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe if that. Okay, listen. I don't listen. believe that. I believe that. If he's not gone after 3 and 13 season, well, I don't, what can Deshaun Watson do? I don't do? necessarily think they're going to be 3 and 13 either. They're going to have one of these seasons where the middle of the pack, they're going to be either 9 and 7. That's six, this season. That's six this and season, player. But this season is too much. As a Houston Texan fan, if they if they go through this season 9 and 7 or whatever, they barely miss the playoffs or they go to the playoffs, they lose in the first round. As far as I'm concerned, what I've seen out of Deshaun Watson at his height, that is not acceptable. You look at Lamar Jackson. Even, even though even though Lamar Jackson. You're not Jackson, making sense, bro. How? Because you're saying you want more from Watson. No, 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 no. But no. In this, I, I'm saying I want more for Watson as far as him being vocal towards Bill O'Brien. I don't care about that, man. Oh, I do. Uh, I do. And I, I think, because I think, you just explained, if we go 3-13, there's a chance he could still be here. So that's, an, and that's my, a my voice point. right there. That's all you need to see. But ha- that's it. You live in Houston, Chris. Bill O'Brien, for me personally, there's no way Bill O'Brien should be a general manager of this team. But there, 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 there are certain things that you're missing. Or organization are doing. You're, you're right. Like, I, think, I, think, I think you're looking at it from somebody who doesn't live in Houston. For anybody that no, lives and in I Houston. Am, and I am. You know and I am. that Bill O'Brien runs the team. Yeah, but that's so my if point. if you're Deshaun Watson, why would you say anything? It doesn't help you. Why? But he hasn't said anything at all. And I would not either. Oh. I would be quiet. No, I, I, Why would you I say disagree. something? Because he is the coach and the GM. You don't want to be the guy that's running running your coach out of town. Because when the next oh, no, coach no, no. comes and something's awkward is happening, they're going to blame you. Oh, you want to run so, him out of town again? Nah, bro. There have been many players. I'm going to let you run yourself out of town. There have been many players to run coaches out of town. Big time players. Big time players. Superstar players. That's the NBA. No, we're talking about the NBA, not okay. the NFL. Okay, in the NFL, look, when you talk about quarterbacks, that is a position to where you can do that in. You can try. You can try, yeah. You can and try. I, and, 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 and for me, and and it ain't always going to work out for and you. And for me, based off the narrative, based on what I'm seeing from people outside of Houston, one, they, they look at Deshaun Watson as being possibly an elite quarterback, but his coach is holding him back. That's been a narrative for a very, very long time. For about two seasons. And for me also, it's been kind of surprising at how much Deshaun Watson has Bill O'Brien's back. He has publicly made it because known. he's that, trying to get the bag. No, okay, like, so what he, has, that, he has the bag. That's my but point. This, my point was so from, what now, you, this, from now into no, the bro. future, no, if no. the Texans do not realize that Bill O'Brien is holding them back, then Deshaun Watson has to do something. That's my, 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 my point is now is not the time. You let him run himself out of town. 
and I, and I hope that happens because many people have tried to do similar things like that. And be like, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let the organization handle it for me. And Either it was way, the wrong move. But it doesn't matter. He's t- you think he's old. If it takes I, two I'm seasons, he'll be 27. I'm saying he's getting older. Look, I, I look, really look, don't look, care. Look, look, I, it, it don't matter. If I'm Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, if you're listening, do not listen to O.N.E. Oh, Chill and let this man well, run look, himself look, out of look. time. The only people that are going to be telling Deshaun Watson not to listen are Houston Texans fans. Because they want him to be here as long as possible. I, I, if you're I, looking I, out I for not, yourself, Deshaun Watson. No, that's not. I think that's incorrect. I think if he's actually looking out for himself, you let him run. You let him be him and being LeBron and, and that's run not, himself out of town. And that's not 100% guaranteed to me. Is this not? Then him speaking does nothing. You're not listening at, to that. At a certain point, point yes, it nothing. does. What does it do? If we if the Texans go 3-13 and he's not run out of town, then there's, there's nothing Watson can say. Bill O'Brien is completely entrenched in the organization. Why would you say something okay, okay. when your coach is the GM, bro? So what, why would you even do that? So you're saying he can't say anything to get himself out of Houston? No. Oh, that's not. I don't believe don't that. Don't say nothing. I don't believe that. I, hey, what's I, that I song? Can't. Don't say nothing. Is that Black Dot? <laughs> don't say I cannot. nothing. There is. Say nothing. There is no possible way as a quarterback with his ability and his level of talent that after a certain point, you can't see the right on the wall that, hey, this organization, I would, I would hold out. I don't care. I don't care what I have to do to get out of here. Hold out for what? To, to go somewhere else. I don't care what I have to do. I would hold out. You're missing it. You don't want to be that traded. guy. You don't oh. want to be that guy. After a while, after a while, no one's going to blame me. I think, I think, I think, I, I think, do, I think I, to a certain degree, we're both right. No, I, I, I think I, you're I, wrong. I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think you're wrong. Thing I'm not going to that. You're saying that if after three and thirteen, the Texans don't see that this is a bad coach, then what can he do? And I'm saying. At the three and thirteen, if they can't see that he's a bad coach, Deshaun Watson needs to do whatever it takes no, but to that, get out. But that's that's I agree with that. That's for me. That's, that's beyond, what I'm saying. No, but that's beyond obvious though. That's obvious. But at that's that all point, I've been saying. at that point, all he has to do is have a tweet like, "What's going on?" Well, everybody, everybody's gonna kill the Texans. That, that, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm no, saying, Chris. No, no, no. That ain't, that, <laughs> what, 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 that's all I've been saying. Oh God, <laughs> it's one of the moments. That's what I've been you saying. Have, you're having a moment, man. You How is that moment. not what I've been saying? You're having a moment, bro. How is that not what I've been saying, Chris? <laughs> no, I need you. I need you to explain to me. How is that not what I've been saying? No, I, I don't think you've been listening. You're not even answering your. It's, it was your question. You said overrated, underrated, and then you turned it into whatever no, I this said, is. I said he is on a trajectory to be overrated by his own account. I said because that's what that, and that's why that's why we are where we are in this argument. Because if if that's, he does me, not ludicrous. Okay, this is my point. This is my point. If you have a coach, right, that is not utilizing the talent that he has people are going to look at that and be like well is this is deshaun watson really as good as we think he is because there's some people saying right now if deshaun watson is really elite then it shouldn't matter no receiving court i'm just saying what people are saying i'm not saying who who's saying that people on the radio People on social media. Uh, I'm telling you what they're saying. There's a lot of people's opinion who I don't care but, about. But, but, anyway, but, but, but there's still there certain that, people. There's but, certain, there's, but there's still people that look at sports. There's certain, there, those are people that have the opinion. I don't really care. So. I think it anybody, doesn't matter if you care or not. No, my, it's my, out there. That's my, my, my point is, number one, he already got the bag. That's number one. So I, We're not talking about the bag. Okay, the, but I'm, I'm talking about the bag. He got the bag. I'm happy for him for that. And then number two, if he was a free agent today, he would be clamoring for him. 27 teams will be after him. No doubt. So, I mean, I don't really see what the issue is. He just, just be quiet, bro. Don't say nothing. Well, That's hey, it. bro, he's messing with his legacy right now. If he, if he, if he, 
The right for me, the rise already in a wall. <laughs> There's no legacy but, but, with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that's where you're missing it. There's that's no legacy the, with Bill O'Brien. That's exactly so you point. wait. I, I, basically, what I'm saying is wait a season. Can you understand? I'm saying is wait a year and let Bill be Bill and run himself out of town. That's it. Mm. Okay, we'll see what happens. I said it from the jump. I Texas hope, fans. I, I hope you're right, I, uh, bro. I said, but listen, let me let me, let right. me make this point. I really do. I made this point from the jump. As a Texan fan, week one and week two is pure joy for me. I hope the Steelers destroy them. I hope they go three and thirteen or maybe worse. But look at what look what happened beautiful. last year. Look what happened last year. The the Buffalo Bills, which we'll talk more about later on in this podcast. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills, if that was a boxing match, right? That game between Buffalo and Houston, Buffalo wins that 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 game. As far as the final score. Uh, the only reason, the only reason. The Texans win that game was because of the heroics of J.J. Watt and the heroics of Yeah, it was Deshaun a boxing Watson. match and Texans still win. It's just a 12-round well, knockout. You're missing the whole point. I'm nah, just, I'm just, just, I'm just nah, saying it's for overall. Because uh-huh. look, look at look at okay, look, look at as far as the trajectory of both those teams. The Buffalo Bills are moving up and the Texans are, are moving down. But what is this? You you're missing no, the point. No, my point being is this. Even though we look at Bill O'Brien as being a terrible coach. Deshaun Watson is such a good talent that they might continue to think, okay, if they go to the playoffs again, Deshaun Watson finds a way to get them out, then Bill O'Brien deserves one more year. After, I'm not arguing that, though. Okay, so my point being is this. You're saying that he shouldn't say anything even if they're 3-13. and 13. I'm saying he should still, if they go to the playoffs and lose in the first round, and we see that it's because of Bill O'Brien and he doesn't know how to run his offense, he should still say something. Don't back him up. Because what, yeah. what Deshaun Watson is doing is backing yeah. him up and saying, this is my coach. But you, I, I, you're still missing my point, bro. <laughs> I, I said if they went 3-13, Bill O'Brien's going to be fired. And that's what I've been saying since the beginning of the year. I, said they, I, don't, he, I don't think they're going to go 3-13. Okay, 6-10, whatever it is. As long as they so don't make the playoffs. If they're 6-10, he's going to get fired. If he did, I'm saying if they don't make the playoffs, he's going to be fired. Oh, I don't, I, don't, not, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that's I'm not really arguing that. I, that's fine. But my point is, if he's not fired at that point, it's easy for him for for at that point Watson can say whatever he wants because it's obvious what's going on in Houston is shenanigans. It's shenanigans. That's all I'm saying. Let Bill. So be we're Bill. saying the same thing. No, we're not, bro. <laughs> we're not. What is that? What let's move on, man. this year is over, let's move on, bro. No, no. If after this year is over with. And Bill O'Brien does not perform the way he needs to. And he's still the head coach. All I'm saying is that Sean wants to say something. That's what you just said. Let's move on. <laughs> you just on. said that. <laughs> Let's move on, bro. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm perplexed. I really I am. I don't understand how, what you're... I have to put this on social media or something. Because I got to find out if... It's not even about disagreeing or, or agreeing. Yeah. You're saying the same thing that I'm saying. In a nutshell, are you kind of gone towards what you weren't saying that at first? I feel like you weren't saying that at first, but now it feels like you're saying the same thing that, that I was saying. So you you done patting yourself on the back? Are you done? I'm not patting myself on the back. I was I was trying to understand what the conversation Look, was. We, we have a packed show. Let's move on, bro. This is like a detour, though. You did the detour. You did this. That wasn't me. That was all you, player. And you want to stay in a detour. You just want to stay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get figure, us. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to get out. us out. I'm trying to look. Look, I already, I set up the segue. I'm trying to get out of this detour. But you just want to stay here, and we can do that. Because I'm trying to figure out what you were talking about. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sorry, man. Okay. So anyway, 
Uh, we'll probably come back to this later on anyway. So, staying on, on the topic of quarterbacks, <laughs> Cam Newton mm. and Ben Roethlisberger have had pretty impressive starts to their campaign this year. Both coming off injuries, so they're trying to, you know, revamp their their careers. Who's been a more impressive, Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, I, I would give it to Cam because Cam is finally healthy. The word is impressive, so I, I'm impressed that Cam is healthy. I'm not impressed by him doing what Cam has done for his entire career when healthy. With Ben Roethlisberger, there's just, I mean, part of it is just schedule as well. They haven't it's just been kind of coasting the two victories. I don't know. Uh, what we'll get later on, we'll see, honestly, this week when they play the Texans, um, how he looks against that horrible <laughs> defense, uh, which honestly hasn't been, they haven't yeah, been that horrible. Yeah, they haven't been that horrible. They have yeah, not yeah, been that they horrible. Haven't, they haven't. They've had game plans, and to an extent, it's kind of worked their game plans, but they played two of the best teams in the league. So we will see about it's Ben Roethlisberger. It's been the offense. It's been has the it. offense, for, yeah. for sure. But they've both been impressive. I'm happy for both of them because they're both older quarterbacks in their 30s. And quarterbacks that we've seen for years perform at a high level at big time moments. So I'm happy for both of them. I'll give the nod to Cam, but it's just for me, um, I talked about Cam. For me, Ben Roethlisberger has been consistent as long as Ben is healthy and as long as Mike Tomlin is the coach, they're a good football team. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. And that the nod for me definitely goes to Cam Newton as well. He's been more impressive and he's just been more impressive because I feel like there was more so an unknown with him than with. Ben Roethlisberger. We already knew Ben Roethlisberger was going to be back in Pittsburgh. We knew that. We didn't know where Cam was going to be. And there were a lot of people saying that Cam was not going to be as good as he was. He wasn't going to be back to form of MVP Cam, but he definitely is. Um, and I think that him and Bill Belichick, if I were Cam Newton, this is the perfect situation for him. I think he definitely has a championship coach there. They know how to run a scheme that is well, well catered to what Cam does well there. And then he's throwing the ball with pre- precision that some people say they, they haven't seen before. But he's, he's, he's throwing the ball well before the, the shoulder injury. Yeah. After the shoulder injury, yes. There's a clear difference between right. his numbers and his play prior right. to the shoulder injury and after it. Yeah, yeah. So Cam definitely looks good. And for me, he has been more impressive, barely, than Ben Roethlisberger. Don't, don't, I don't want to downplay what Ben has done there. Yeah, so it's, it's close. It's, it's really close. It is. It is. But I'll, I'll give the nod to Cam. If you look at the Cam's numbers, he's thrown for 552 yards. One thrown touchdown, one interception, but on the ground, he's ran for 122 yards. He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. Yeah. And he's run for four touchdowns. Big Ben, 540 yards, five touchdowns, and the one interception. But, you know, the, the first, I want to say the first half of that first game that Ben played, he looked rusty. Yeah. After halftime, it was like, oh, well, Big Ben is back, you know, and that, and that Pittsburgh team is back as well. So they look, they look pretty good, but I had to get the nod. Barely the cam. I was kind of rooting for him to get into the end zone so they can be 2-0. Oh, if you had gotten to the end zone, oh, would I would have been be here on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know where I would be. You would have uh, been burying his child again. <laughs> his ninth <laughs> his ninth child. <laughs> but, but let me say this, though. The Carolina Panthers paid Teddy Bridgewater $22 million to be quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. They could have just paid Cam Newton 19 So far. So far. Because, you know, Cam is all about health. Right. So it's easy in week two to say, hey, you should have kept Cam, but we'll see in week 10 if that's right, still the right. case. But, man, because Carolina even, looks kind of dumb right now. Yeah, but for both quarterbacks, they're getting up there in age, and the 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 health issue is still there. One, for, for Ben Roethlisberger, is basically because of age. 
You don't know if he can continue to keep that up. And it was, I think it was an elbow, yeah. elbow thing too as well. With Cam, because of the way they utilize him, he's going to have to run the ball. So that's just going to keep his body exposed. So you never know what's going to happen there as well. I, I will say this about Bill Belichick. I, I'm very confident as the season goes on, you'll see him running less and less and less. Um, it just depends. I well, think, the offense, they're going to learn more about him. He's going to learn more about them, and, it, and it's going to get a little better. I, I think I don't think he's going to be running as much as we have seen in week one and week two. Cam is always going to run in the red zone because he's just too – he's a weapon. You use it in the red zone. But that's right. honestly not where he gets his injuries. It's when he's running when it's not in the end zone. Uh, that's normally where he would get injured anyway. Right. So I think he'll run less um, when it's not in the red zone. Right. Right. I, I can agree with that. All right. So this whole first half of the, the podcast is basically about quarterbacks. So the, the next thing I want to do – is I want to name a quarterback, and I want you to complete the sentence. We're both going to complete the sentence on these quarterbacks. Okay. These are just quarterbacks that are interesting to me the first two weeks going into the season. So, Chris, Josh Allen is impressive. Seriously. I mean, but I said this about him even last season. He didn't have weapons. He only had John Brown. And John Brown's a good receiver. But when you add that, when you add a, a, a Diggs, now he has a double combo. He's looking very good throwing the ball, stretching it down the field. We always knew he had a big arm. But he just looks such in command of the team. You listen listen to Diggs come out and say, I just want to play well for this guy. Because he, he just garners that type of respect for his team. And we talked about earlier how the Texans are trending down and the Bills are trending up. Well, Josh Allen is also trending up as far as being able to break down defenses better. Yeah, they play the Dolphins and their schedule hasn't been terribly difficult, but they're winning and they're winning impressively. So you got to give it to them. Oh, no, I I definitely agree with you on that note. We both talked about Josh Allen on this podcast as far as the Buffalo Bills. They're going to go as far as Josh Allen takes them. And they were a very interesting team when I was trying to analyze them to see what their next step was going to be. Now, this is. For me, this is a scary team, honestly, because the defense has always been there. Very good, very legit defense. Now that Josh Allen is playing well and he has the weapons that he has, bro, look, when you look at what the um, AFC has to offer, I know Baltimore is good. We know KC is good. But as far as a sleeper team to be part of those elite teams, the Buffalo Bills are that team right now. That's, that's, I, I that's, honestly that's, think anybody who sees them as a sleeper, I mean, I, I see what you mean by sleeper because because no one they, not, no, one, not, no one said anything about them until this first two games. No, no, that's, no not that's not true. That's not true. No one's come we, out we, and said we okay. talk about them. When you, I talk about sleepers, I don't mean just making it to the playoffs. I'm talking about making it to the playoffs. Are you talking about winning the Super Bowl? Well, going to the the championship game, the AFC Championship, and really making some noise there. I don't necessarily think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, but honestly, the way they're playing now, if Josh Allen continues. To play the way he's playing right now with that defense. If you have a young quarterback that's playing well in a good defense, anything can happen. Yeah. So if they go if they go to the Super Bowl, yeah. I can see it happening. And that's not something that anybody predicted before the season started. People were saying that they're up and coming team and stuff like that. But as far as going to the Super Bowl, bro, I've seen enough from yeah, Josh. They're, they're a sleeper pick to get to the Super Bowl. That's right. fine. Um, but it, I don't think they're a sleeper to get to the NFC Championship game. There, there are a few teams AFC, in the AFC, right? A, my bad. AFC Championship game. There are a few teams in the AFC that are re- pretty good in there. For the first two weeks, they look like that. But again, for me, the one week I don't overreact, I don't really rate teams until about week six. When I say rate them, is we don't know who they are. By week six, we kind of know who you are. Right. No, kind of know. So in the first two weeks, he's been personally, him as a quarterback, impressive. Yeah. I, same thing. Finish the sentence off, Josh Allen. Has been impressive. That's yeah. that's me also as well. Um, 
like we mentioned on this podcast many times, he's the key to that Buffalo Bills really going to the next level. Yeah. Makes me sad a little bit because I'm a Texan fan. But I'm not sad. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. So the next quarterback, finish off the sentence for me here real quick. Baker Mayfield is exactly who (laughs) we thought he was. He's an average quarterback. You're talking about somebody regressing. He's regressed since two seasons ago. He's an average quarterback. He came out really hot as a rookie. He looked really good. And that's really been about it. He he has more commercials than I've ever seen an average quarterback have in my life. I like but his commercials. commercials are good. I like the commercials. I like his commercials. I just don't like the way he plays on the field. Um, he's a smaller quarterback. And I think that hurts him. I really think the, one, the worst thing they did was bring in OBJ there. Because there's this feeling where I got to get these guys the ball. And he's not at the level where he can determine how to get certain players involved and when to do it because he's just not been he just hasn't been accurate enough. He hasn't been good enough. And honestly, they haven't moved him out of the pocket enough. That's where his strength is. When you watch Kyler Murray and that team, the way they move him around, it's easier for him to see pockets of passes to make better pass to make better passes. And also, he's not very athletic, Baker Mayfield. He looks like he's athletic in college. He, he, he looks like it, but he's really not. He yeah. can't move that well. So you definitely want to get him out of the pocket. The reason why is then he's not having a scramble. He has lanes to make the right passes in. So he's he's exactly who, who we thought he was coming this season. Average. Well, see, when you when you say, I think when you talk about that, you're talking about yourself. When I complete the, the sentence, I'm going to talk about people that had another idea for him. And I'm going to say Baker Mayfield is not who we thought he was. Because people thought coming in that he was going to be the next big thing. Mm. Oh, he's a leader. He goes out there and he rah-rahs this and he does that and all this other stuff. And I've been saying from the very beginning, don't get me wrong. I think that the way Baker Mayfield approaches the game, the way he tries to command you know, leadership, I like that. And I even like his, his, his arrogance at some point, his cockiness. I do like that to a certain point. But you got to produce on the field as well. And he just has not done that. And I think that we are coming very close to the point to where what you see is what you get. And he's just not going to be that guy. And you hit around the nail with OBJ being there. And he's not just, you know, a lot of wide receivers are prima donnas, right? And he's definitely in that category of being a prima donna. He's going to be like, get me the ball. Yeah. There are not a lot of quarterbacks that can handle that. Because when you start reading coverages and you're looking at your right receiver (laughs) and you're trying to be like, how am I going to get you the ball? You're totally missing it. You know, he is not that quarterback right now in the stage of his career where he can do that. And he's just not consistent either. There's some flashes where he has where you're like, okay, this is the Baker Mayfield that some people thought was going to be legit, that he's going to be the man. But I just haven't seen that yet in him. And I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that in him. I think that, you know, this this year is going to be very telling for Baker Mayfield. And to a certain degree, like I said, I like his cockiness. I like what he comes out there with. I like the way he tries to command, you know, the leadership. But man, he has to do it this year. Yeah. It has to be done this year. I mean, there's there's just certain guys that you like, but they're just not good enough. No, you're right. Dave, <laughs> David Carr, David Carr hey, is one that you, comes to mind for me. Yeah, and I, I love David Carr. I, I will say this about <laughs> OBJ: if the Texans didn't trade away every single pick they had, that's a that's a potential trade to look out for. That shouldn't even be a trade we're even looking for. We already had somebody <laughs> that was better than OBJ, and we let him go. All right, so the last quarterback we're going to play this game with. Complete this sentence for me real quick, um, Chris. Russell Wilson is. MVP. Mm. And he deserves it. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I remember earlier, this is for the OG listeners. I'm throwing it way back for you. We compared Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. And at that point, Cam was just coming off his MVP season. So obviously, you know, everybody knows. If you don't listen, if you listen to this podcast, you know I rock with Cam. Mm. Yeah, you're his side piece for sure. Stop that. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. And my wife doesn't appreciate that either. So oh, you, you need to stop that. Come on, man. Why are you gonna go there? See, why are you gonna go there, man? Uh, these are it's all jokes, hey, man, man. It's all jokes. I know. Um, but Russell Wilson, he. To, to not have an MVP vote in his entire career is actually not that surprising, honestly. Um, but he's going to get the votes this year. You know how we talk about MVP. MVP is always about narrative. Everybody knows at this point he's either the best or second best quarterback in the NFL. And the more and more I watch him, if I'm starting a franchise for what, like one year, for this one year, because if it's a franchise and it's 10 years, I'm taking Mahomes. But if I have one season, I need a Super Bowl. I don't know who my coach is. I don't know what players I have around them. I'm, I'm taking Russell Wilson, man. I just am. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He has all the tools. He has everything. I've seen this podcast multiple times, and I think Mahomes has a chance to be the best athlete, period. But today, as we sit in the NFL, man, I got to show Russell Wilson some love, bro. His deep ball. The way he throws, it looks like a pillow's in the air when the, when the receivers catch it. The one that really strikes me the most is in the NFC Championship game against the, the Packers in overtime. The way he just, it looks like, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I see him play, I feel like I can strap up and like, draw. I'm gonna run a deep route, throw it to me. I got you. Because mm-hmm. that's how pretty this deep ball is. MVP. Oh, man. We're, we're on the same accord with all these quarterbacks so far. I'm gonna go as, I'm gonna say co MVP right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who the other guy is. Who's that I'm thinking that has played well enough these first two weeks to be considered in the MP- MVP race. I think it's a two man race oh, right now. Early, God, don't oh, do come it. on, man. Don't I'm not gonna say his name. No, I know you hate his name. I know you hate his name. Don't. I'm not a hater, bro. About I don't hate his name. He definitely deserves to be this conversation. <laughs> if you don't think that, then you are a hater. But anyway, we're talking about Russell Wilson. What Russell Wilson has been able to do throughout the course of his career has been, you know, I call you phenomenal, Chris. I'm going to say phenomenal Russell Mm. right now because, man, dude, it's not just that. He's a total package. You know what I'm saying? Look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you know, he's on another level as far as getting out of the pocket and eluding, you know, covered defenders. Russell Wilson can do the same thing. And then he can throw the ball right on the money at any point, any time. And, you know, that. They kind of play alike, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. They really do. Because the way Patrick Mahomes can scramble out and make plays and throw with such accuracy is exactly what Russell Wilson can do as well. And he's been doing it for so, so long. And for him not to have a first place vote for MVP throughout the course of his career. It's really not that surprising when well, you go when you when you go through it. Because I did that. I was like, why well, didn't maybe that maybe well, it's, it's surprising until you look, do what you did. Yeah. Because if you, if you there's a lot of things you look at like, why? Because that's surprising. If you're thinking yeah. about it, like, why didn't you do it? It's surprising until you go and look back at it. Well, like, yeah. Okay. At that's the one. reason why. Okay. Surprising at least one. I at give least you that. one. At yes. least. He should be like LeBron James. I'm pissed off. <laughs> that's what he should have said. He's playing <laughs> like it. Yeah. Oh. But, but, but coming to the season, and I've talked about this a lot on podcasts as well. They never. Even in years where he was a leader of the team, they they still had this running identity. No doubt. And it really hurt them. Uh, and this year, you got the Let Russ Cook shirts because this is the first year where they said, here are the keys. 
And I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's the first. No, year. this is the first year where they they the, the organization has come on basically said that you you have the keys. The, he's had the keys for since the beginning to run the offense. You know to you know maneuver. Okay, but now so now now he built the car. He's riding the car like he's he's doing everything. Let that man cook. He's eating right now. Oh no, yeah, Russell Wilson is is definitely an elite quarterback. You you can say that without any question. He's been elite for a very very long time. And now that we we've talked about. Uh, DK Metcalf a couple times. No, 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 no. Don't try to skip it over because I told y'all coming to the season. Why you do that? DK by now because you're trying to run away. We, we talked about DK Metcalf. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm giving you some props. I'm giving you some props. Oh you, my listen, God. you don't, oh you never God. talk that fast. God. You never. Listeners, all you got to do is go back. I'll go back. hit the little bag button for 10 seconds. This is what you did. You talk about DK Metcalf. No, I did not do that. I did not do that. <laughs> Look, you've been smoking something. You were smoking something before you came here. No, okay, but, dude, okay. Chris mm. has been talking about See, you're DC. A troll. I'm going to do a troll slow for you. Because you're, you're a troll. Okay. So you can Yo, hear it. DK Metcalf, is, he's, he's about to be a superstar. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So those are the quarterbacks that we mentioned. Um, we just had to get it out there as far as the quarterbacks. Let's talk about some of these, these games going into week three. And we just talked about Russell Wilson. He's going to be going up against the Dallas Cowboys, mm. who by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin were able to get past the Atlanta Falcons. And it wasn't it wasn't the Cowboys won that game. The Atlanta Falcons totally screwed that game up. Yeah. I don't watching that game, I was already prepared to talk about how the Cowboys can't get off the good starts. And all of a sudden in the second half they want to play and they just fall short. But they were playing the perfect team at the perfect time. I, so hold on, let me let me just finish real quick. So this game against Seattle is going to tell me a lot about these Dallas Cowboys. Because are they going to be relaxed? Are they going to say, well, we won this game. Everybody's talking about how we pulled this off. We're, 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 we're a good team. Let's go and go into Seattle and just relax. If they do that, then that game means absolutely nothing to me. Because based on what I saw in that second half with the Cowboys, this team is underachieving. That's just me personally, based on what I saw, because this has been this, the problem even with Jason Garrett there. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do going to this game with Seattle. Yeah, it's a good game, and just touch on touching on Atlanta just a little bit. We podcast hosts, we're all in a group chat together, and whenever one of our teams is doing bad, we always say, "Hey, how y'all doing, fellas?" So right, right. I was about five seconds away from texting, "How y'all doing, fellas?" And then Atlanta Falcons showed us who they are. The Atlanta Falcons are the only team in the NFL, seriously, that when they lose, it's not a question like, no, 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 y'all lost. The other team didn't beat you. You you guys found a way to lose. For this week, for the Cowboys versus the Seahawks, in my opinion, it, it would have been. In most other weeks, it'd be the game of the week. Most weeks, it'd be the game of the week. This week, clearly, it's not. Um, but it's still a huge, huge game. I think, as you mentioned, way more so for the Cowboy, uh, for the Cowboys, at least thinking whether or not they're elite. But I don't, as far as... The game meaning something as far as records wise, it means nothing, nothing for the Cowboys. If you win, great. If you lose, not a big deal because the NFC East is hot trash this season. Well, even, hot even, trash. See, even you saying that, I forgot what coach it is. I want to say it was Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, from what I've heard, every time his team would win a game, go into the locker room, he would just berate them, tell them all these negative things like, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do that, you didn't do this. When they lose a game, he'll try to uplift them and say, you know what? This is what you did well. This isn't that. 
So as far as the Cowboys are concerned, I hope the Cowboys aren't thinking the way you're thinking. Because even the, the, the division is as weak as you say it is. The Giants, the Redskins, and the Eagles. The Eagles are not playing good right now hmm. at all to me. They're just not. The Cowboys, to me, are head and shoulders the best team in this division right now. And they need to prove that. They can't, they can't go into these, but, these yeah. hold on, they can't, go, they can't go into these seasons that they always do where it comes down to the last game and whoever wins this game that's goes to the playoffs. That's what they do, though, bro. Nah, that's man, that's nah, what man. it's about. Because, because as any Cowboy fan would tell you, I, I wish Trey was here, Arlo was here. It's, they're not here. Any Cowboy fan would tell you that the Cowboys are a type of organization to where that's not what they live for. They live for championships. You say that, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> they I don't know why. But that's, what, but that's what Cowboy fans tell you. But why? They, but they're, they're still a historic franchise. Regardless of what you want to say, they have done it. Even, even though it was back in the 90s, they've done it. They've won championships. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. We're, we're what, two, three decades away from that, bro? But okay, so I'm talking more specifically for this team. I, I think this team is could very well be an 11 plus win team this year, this year. Yeah. And if they don't if they don't do that and they go to the playoffs and lose in the first round, it's a disappointment. Uh, my, that's just, that's I, just I, I, I agree with that, but the reason why, if they lose this game cuz we're talking about this game. Well, to, to, if, for me for the game, it's not not just about losing, it's about they can lose and they still look like okay, that's a team that can hang with the okay, that's Seattle. Fair. So you're uh, saying Seahawks. don't get blown out, don't get embarrassed. No. And I don't think they will cuz they're a talented team. Man, I mean, this, last this week against has, Atlanta, it was it was kind of like they, a they series. Sh- it was a series of unfortunate events. They kept fumbling the ball. But it's not, it's not, even though it was in that game, yeah. even when you look at last year, they've had similar starts. Either it's a series of unfortunate events, or it's just turnovers, or it's penalties, or it's something. You that sound they like start you're a Cowboy fan. Bro. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just evaluating the Cowboys and what I've seen in the Cowboys cowboy? so far. You, say you got a mm-hmm. cowboy undershirt on, bro? Mm-hmm. You got the cowboy colors on. No, no don't, don't do it. You got the cowboy no, colors no, on. No, you don't, don't the gray and the blue, player. Boy, you've been pissing me off this podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold it in. You have been, boy. You tried hard. You can do whatever you want to do, but you try to call me a Cowboys fan. That, that's, you crossed the line, sir. You have crossed <laughs> why, the line. Why are you pointing like that? <laughs> because you crossed the line. They can't see you, but I'm pointing. I'm pointing dead at you. But anyway, all I'm saying about the Cowboys is that this is going to be an opportunity to really build on the win against the Atlanta Falcons and go here to Seattle and kind of shock some people. It will shock me a little bit if they were able to beat the Seahawks. I hear what you're saying. For me, it doesn't matter because the division is so bad and the Seahawks are so good. I agree with you. Don't get, don't embarrass yourself. But win or lose, eh, just keep it close. <sighs> I got the Seahawks winning a close game. You're, you're, you're the way you're talking. You're talking as if, which I understand. I I would say that about a team that's like up and coming. You know, the Cowboys and Dak Prescott have been in this for a couple of years now. They've got rid of Jason Garrett because of this. You can't look at the picture like that as being well. You know, the vision is. You know, it's not that hard. You know, we can we can barely make it into the playoffs or whatever. They have to go into the playoffs with people thinking, damn, they're the team to beat. No, I, I understand. Think, and I think they're talented and enough to what, do that. And that's fine. And But I'm not I'm not the Dallas Cowboys coach, right? Right. So from my perspective, yeah, they want to have that hunger. But from a fan watching it, and not just from a fan, from just a, a spectator aspect and where we're analyzing it, right? I'm saying this game, and in, in, it really doesn't mean much for the Cowboys. It doesn't mean it much. It doesn't. But it doesn't mean much. But the mentality for the Cowboys should definitely be different because if they don't think it's that big of a deal, and they're especially saying the division is not that good, look. 
Washington, they're okay. Okay. They and they could and they can I think they can do some things to the Dallas Cowboys to hurt their chances. I, Same thing I, with I Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philly, Philly's a good team. Well, they Philly, have potential to be a good team. Exactly. They're, they're, they're the same way. But they, they haven't the Jets, shown it. The Jets, not the Jets, the Giants. They, I still, they might as well be the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well be. All I'm saying is that within this division, you know how divisional games are. No, bro. Not they, this they, year. Not this well, year, I'm, I'm, wait, Not this we'll year. See. We'll see. It's, it's we'll see. bad this year. We'll see. No, I, okay. If the Dallas Cowboys go into that mentality to where they play up and down to their competition, because that's what you're saying, pretty much. I'm not really necessarily saying that. All I'm saying is this week doesn't matter that much. It just doesn't. We'll see. We'll see. If if they do not perform as good as I was like like them to, then yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. As a fan, you want to see your team do good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So the next game on the slate, the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. This is also a very interesting game to me. They, they, I, I'll tell you this. Looking at it in week two schedule, they overpacked it. We, they overdid it. They overdid it in week two of the NFL because it's, if you notice the NFL scheduling in the season, the Texans are to play the Chiefs and the Ravens and all these teams are playing each other earlier because they're trying to get people watching again. They overdid it because there's too many games on the, the, the Cowboys Seahawks is enough for week two. You come to this game. I'm just, it's just for me as a football fan, this, Week two, week two is awesome. Yeah, it's, I th- I think, it's just great. I think that you always do it like this though, because you don't know what you're gonna get the second half of the year. Yeah, you might get the second half of the year, and the Buffalo Bills are an elite team, and you didn't expect eh, that. That's true, but some of these teams are gonna be good. I don't know why the Chiefs and the Ravens. I know we'll get to that later. Are playing in week two or week three? My bad. Week three. Oh, we're talking about the Packers and the Saints right now. Drew Brees did not play particularly well last week. Um, you know, all these quarterbacks at some point in time, they have these questions about whether or not they're done. Tom Brady's had that multiple times. Yeah. And now people are trying to say that a little bit about Drew Brees. I don't think he's done by any means. Um, every quarterback has bad times, bad moments when they play, you know, horribly or whatever. So I do think this game is very interesting. I think the Saints are who the Saints are. The Saints are who we think they are. Because they, they don't always go through the season disamage people. I think this game is going to really tell me more about the Packers. Mm. Are they who I think they are? Because I'm not to anybody else. I I have always said that if Aaron Rodgers plays up the form, this team has a great opportunity to be an elite team. And the reason I was saying that is, is you said that I did. Oh, I did. you did? I did. I, did. Uh, I know you. You keep mentioning it, bro. I've only mentioned you this think, the first time I mentioned you it. Think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback that was ever created. It's a norm, bro. <laughs> Why? You took ecstasy before he got into this shit. You did something. Can I finish my point, man? Go ahead, man. Wow. So anyway, um, my boy Lo, he always says something about franchises and culture and building a culture. That's what I saw last year in Green mm-hmm. Bay. Even though they weren't necessarily a 13-3 and team, the numbers were inflated. Don't get me wrong. But there was a culture that that coach was trying to put into that team. And Aaron Rodgers might have had to, you know, try to get used to that. Yeah. And so this year, they're continuing that culture. It hasn't gone by the wayside. And Aaron Rodgers is playing well also. So this game is going to be very, very interesting to me. If the Packers go in there, score as many points as they've been scoring in the first two weeks, and really put a hurting on the Saints, then... Man, bro, watch out. That's why I say co. That's why I say co MVP there. If, if, if for me, if the Packers go and destroy the Saints, we just saw the Raiders destroy the Saints. It's not impressive. To no, me. but that means that would kind of mean that you would have to put for people like you, you would have to put the Packers as really 
possibly being a 13 and 3 team. Not an imposter. Last year they were an imposter. Let's let's put it out there. Last year the Packers were an imposter. I would I didn't call them an imposter. Well, I, I thought they were I never imposter. called them. I said they're the worst 13 and 3 team I've oh, ever I seen. I thought they, I thought they were imposters. I didn't think they were going to I mean that's fine. I guess we're saying the same thing. Yeah, they were well, my, 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 my point is this. I felt the same way about them last year as I feel about them this year. I don't care what their record is. I'm going to pull a chuck here. I guarantee, guarantee they're not going to be in the NFC Championship game. Unless there's injuries. But if it, Wow, you are poo-pooing on the I'm just, Green Bay I'm, Packers. I, I'm not feeling that squad, bro. Wow. I've been on that this whole time. I'm not with that squad. If they go and beat the Saints... Clap, clap, bravo. For you, he's the MVP, and that's fine. I'm not going to knock him for having a good no, year. No, I, I didn't say so he was. Far, I, said, I just said he's he's in the discussion. Sure. That's what I said. And I, and I mean, it'd be it'd be asinine for me to say that he's not. He's been fantastic. He really has. I, I'll give you that. But I'm just not that was hard on this for you team. To say. Anyway, no, I tell the truth, bro. It's not hard for me to say something that's truthful. Because remember, we're only two weeks in the season. Things change. No doubt. Things change quickly. I just, I, I'm not, I don't like this team. It's just, and it's not me hating on the Packers. I just think there are other teams in the NFC that are better than them. But that doesn't mean they're not going to win their division. I thought the Vikings were going to come out and win the division. And in two weeks already, I'm jumping shit. You're jumping straight already. off that shit. Because I don't know what they're doing over there. That looks like a mess. And I don't know why. Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you win your division, you're going to have a chance to go to the championship game. I just think there are other teams in the NFC that are better. But for this game, for this week. because we're focused is better on, right now than Green Bay Packers? Who? I would definitely say the Seattle Seahawks. For no sure. doubt, no doubt. I would say the Seahawks and and then the 49ers. Oh. Once they get I mean, Aaron Rodgers can't beat that team. Period. They have a lot of injury issues oh, yeah, right that's now. What, yeah, they got injuries. And, bro, and I think they'll be I'm fine. I'm telling you. I'm they'll telling be you. Fine. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers had has had difficulty against the 49ers. He's and, had difficulty and, against the NFC West. No, 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 I'm not, not going to debate that. But as far as I'm saying about building the culture, Building that defense up because he can't do it by himself. Mm. He has help around. I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I told you. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to even boast what happened. I'm just, I'm just going to be put it. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that because you get on my. <laughs> <nerves>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, hold on. Did you say you're going to pick in that game? Who do you have? Do we? Do we pick either game? Uh, I mean, we, I, we, we we alluded to it. Seahawks but, win. I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I, I'm I going said with the Seahawks. Packers. I'm going with the Seahawks and Packers. Um, I'll say Saints bounce back. It'll be a close game, though. No, they'll both be. I'm hoping they'll both be a close game. But that's the thing about the Cowboys. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't, and I think I should know. There's some teams that have enough talent yeah. to where I feel like you should know whether or not. Look, I'm, I've am i totally – no, we're going back to the Cowboys. Because that's your focus. Yeah, yeah, that's your yeah. squad. Yeah, Go, yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? We're, we're going to have a stern talk after this podcast, bro. We have a good. I told you, bro. Go and try. Listen to you right now. Look, so we bro. got him. Look, we look, got look, him. Look, bro. You can punch me in the face. If you want to. <laughs> but all this cowboy talking. Okay. Anyway, you don't want the cowboy talk. Make your point. My bad. Go ahead. I don't even want to make the point anymore. <laughs> I will. I won't talk about that team anymore in this podcast. Okay. So anyway, the last game we're going to talk about. It's the biggest game to be. Of the week, we just you just talked about it. They they jam packed this week with a lot of yeah, big week games. threes. This what's up, man? The Chiefs and the Ravens. I have to apologize to the Baltimore Ravens. I had, I got some flack on social media about not having the Baltimore Ravens as a top five team going into this season. They're you, definitely. Were you that guy? Yeah, it was me. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It was me. Yeah, yeah. I can admit when I'm wrong too. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. The Ravens and the Chiefs go head-to-head against one another. Arguably the best two quarterbacks in AFC right now, yeah. hands down. 
Um, I have to go with the Ravens in this game just because I feel like their defense has been more impressive to me than the um, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He's, to me, he's a better quarterback, no doubt. But that team, the way they've been playing collectively so far, and it's funny that both teams have played against the Houston Texans and pretty much demolished them. (laughs) So, I mean, I have to go with the Ravens in this one. I do like what Lamar Jackson has been doing. Even though I want to see more from Lamar Jackson, even though that might be weird to say, because how much more can he do? But when I say that, I just want to see him do this in the playoffs. And I want to see him be consistent in the playoffs. Because the last two times they've been in the playoffs, his starts have been that good. And then when he kind of got settled in, you saw the Lamar Jackson that we were used to seeing, but it was just a little bit too late. So, But yeah. that's, that's later on down the line. But yeah. for this game, I have the Ravens. And that's, that's exactly the point you made at the end. I think too many people focus on what are going to do the playoffs. That's fine. We can talk about that with an Aaron Rodgers because he has so many years. For me, I'm enjoying Lamar Jackson now. I think the Ravens are going to win this game because it's one of those games where it's like, yo, let's, let's finally beat this team. Because they haven't beaten them with Lamar there. Uh, I, I think they're going to win just for that reason. Because let's just finally beat this team because it comes to a point where if you keep losing to uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be in your head. The whole team, it, or an organizational thing, if they both get to the AFC Championship, which I'm hoping they do. The Clippers didn't do their part because everybody thought it was going to be the battle of LA. Can the Baltimore Ravens and the Chiefs do their part? Get to the AFC Championship game so we can watch the game. But uh, in week three, I will give it to the Ravens because it's one of those guys, let's go get the dub. Right, right. I definitely agree with you 110%. We'll have the Ravens too as well. So let's shift focus to the NBA. Western Conference Finals. The Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets find themselves in a very similar situation. Mm. Right where they want to be. Right where they want to be, I guess. They were down 3-1 against the Utah Jazz. They were down 3-1 against the Los Angeles Clippers. And they find themselves 3-1 against another LA team in the Lakers. But let me tell you something right now. It's not going to (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen. Now, the same thing with now, the Clippers, though. I did. I did. I, I sure as hell did. <laughs> but, and don't get me wrong, Denver could very easily be up in the series. The game uh, where Anthony Davis. Up. I'll say tied. Not up. I think it could be up. Up is a little much. I think it could be up. Bounce here and there. They could be They could be up in the series. Because if they win that game where AD hit that last second shot, it might have changed things around yeah, a little bit. That's but, too many ifs for me. Uh, it's just one if. He misses the shot. And then you get 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. That's what I'm saying. Not up. It would be tied. Okay. Let's say tied. There you Ooh. go. Okay. You just cannot agree with me today. No, because sometimes. <laughs> hey, look. The list, we have to be genuine. It's got to be authentic. Come on now. All right. So, anyway, Denver has played well in this series. They play well enough to where they, I don't think they should necessarily be down 3-1, but they're down 3-1. So, yes. Based on the other series, honestly, I'm going to put this out there. It feels like they play better down 3-1 here in this series that they have in the the previous oh, two. I, oh, yeah. I 100% so, agree. So for them, for me to say, <laughs> for me to come out and say they're not going to come back, yeah. it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of going against what I'm saying. But LeBron James is there. And I, I think that it's something about LeBron James being there. AD's playing well, too. AD has some confidence going in after hitting that shot. I just think the Lakers, and they know already, oh, y'all came back 3-1. Not against us. Because, you know, back in the day, he had the Houston Oilers. Okay, Houston Oilers, that my team, they were up 35-3 to against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills came back and beat them. So, halftime, 
Super Bowl. Buffalo Bills are down against the Dallas Cowboys. Someone they asked a player, I can't remember the player's name, they asked a player, well, they came back against Houston Oilers. The Dallas Cowboy player said, well, we're not the Houston Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the Lakers are thinking right now. We're not the Clippers and we're not the Utah Jazz. We have the best player in the planet, and I fully expect them to close out this series. I don't know if it's going to be five or six, but it's not going to go to game seven. I'll say it right here. What you say earlier about guarantees? I guarantee that it's not going to game seven. <laughs> well, I'll say this. If it goes to game five and the Nuggets somehow win, game six, all the pressure. Oh, it's on the Lakers. It's on the Lakers. Pressure pack game. I agree with you. I don't think it'll go there. But you made a point that I honestly hadn't thought about until the podcast. And and I agree. In the first four games of this series, I think the Nuggets have played better than they played the first four in the other against the Nuggets, uh, against the Jazz and the Clippers. And the biggest difference in those series is just, just the big men um, with Gobert and uh, what's his name? Jokic battling. It was just those two, really. But now with the with the Lakers, I mentioned this at the beginning of the series. It's Dwight Howard. It's JaVale McGee. It's Anthony Davis. It's just it's a lot going on for Jokic to handle. Murray has been fantastic, but the series is over. You agree? Oh, yeah. Series is over. I mean, look, man. But I will, for, as the fan in me, I hope they win game five. Because that's game six is going to be just great TV. You know, a, a lot of this goes to as well as what do you want to see? America wanted to see the Lakers go against the Clippers. That's what they wanted to see. Mm. They wanted to see the battle for LA. There's no doubt that they wanted to see. Now, don't get me wrong. Let's say, let's say Denver somehow miraculously comes back and wins this series. Nobody wants to see the Denver Nuggets go against Miami Heat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just I'm being straight up. I'm being straight up. And my thing is this. Dang, my thing, my, no, no, hold on, hold on. Denver right now, bro. Look, look, look. People say that about my 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 Houston teams as well. They don't want to see the Texans, you know, <laughs> go against. <laughs> so true. I know, I know, I know how that's it feels. True. I know that's how true. it feels. And if the Denver Nuggets were somehow able to get to the finals, I don't care who they're playing, Boston or Miami, you better win. You can't go through all that, make history, Ooh, that'd be horrible, and then go to the finals Ooh. and not even win. Ooh. You better win. I'd be rooting for them hard at that point. It'll be kind of like the New England Patriot effect when they went sixteen and zero. You made it that far to be undefeated and to lose? I know that hurts. I, for I think to a certain degree, this is I, no, I don't think this, but I think that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady think to themselves, "Man, if we would just won one, this is trade championships." I think I, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I think they would trade two Super Bowls. No, I, no, that's what I was going to say. I don't think they, I don't think they would. I think they would think about it and be like, "Nah, I want to have my two. Because it's good to say well, that you're, know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, th- I think the redemption was Atlanta. I don't want to go too far into this, but yeah, the yeah. Atlanta was the redemption. No, no doubt. Before, before that, before Atlanta, I think they but trade no, two you know, of them. But you know, no one really talks about that because of how much they've accomplished. Let's just say they've only won one Super Bowl. <laughs> they will be. I'm serious. They will talk about that a lot. That's, people don't well, talk about that a lot. The answer is Russell Wilson. People talk about that. Run the ball, oh, yeah. Because we see that because, out, because this is a one championship. This is a one championship. Exactly. The, 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 the Patriots have been there so many times in the Super Bowl, and they've won and they've lost in certain historical ways. Not historical, but like you know, um, you know, you look at the catch. We talked about the catch a couple times on this podcast. Well, they were historic, bro. Historical, yeah, yeah, historical. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's more so, more so like you know, I want to say magical ways. Like, wow, did that just happen? You know, you look at the interception. Yeah. Look at the comeback against Atlanta. You look at Tyree and the catch against the, the Giants. I mean, dang, man. They've been there so many times and won and lost in so many different ways to where it's like, you know, that's just their story. Yeah. You know, it's almost like LeBron. LeBron's gone to championship so many times and won in so many and lost so many ways. It's like, that's just his story. So, yeah, we both agree. 
the Lakers are going to close it out. Yeah. Uh, but man, the Nuggets have been playing well. They they really have been playing well. All right. So the last topic on our on this podcast, the ninety eighth episode. This I remind you, one episode away from the hundredth. Mm. Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal has some comments about um, Breonna Taylor. God rest her soul. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio of what um, Charles Barkley had to say right now. I am worried that we lump all these situations in together. And I feel just bad the young lady lost her life. But, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. All right. So that was um, some of what Charles Barkley had to say on um, TNT. And then um, Shaq pretty much was in agreement with him as well. Yeah. And he did talk about um, the no-knock, you know, stuff warrant or whatever. And, you know, Shaq is really big with the police. But... You know, for me personally, this a lot of this is about knowing the facts, right, about what exactly happened during that time. And I think that a lot of people are voicing their opinions based on what they think they know. OK. And even though that's what they're doing, this young lady, Brianna Taylor, was asleep. That's what I, you know, based on what I heard or researched, that she was asleep and she was killed by a bullet from a police officer. And so with that being said, for me, that's for me, that's almost like the series of events that takes place before that, you know, you can say that, you know, her boyfriend shot at them first, or he just did a warning shot or whatever you want to say happened. And then what Charles Barkley says that he doesn't want to lump this with George. That's what, that's, <laughs> like, that's, what are you doing? Yeah. Bro? That's the one where I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I mean, oh, man. Even if you know the facts or you don't know the facts, just look at Brianna Taylor. For This is for me personally. I'm not going to speak for you, Chris. She was killed by a police officer. And afterwards, there was still no justice for Brianna Taylor. And I'm just going to leave it at that. That's, that's for me personally. Because even if you know the facts, how do you really know you know the facts? That's for me because I wasn't there. And, and for me, I hear what you're saying about the facts and all that. I get that. I I, I like what you said no, but, as far as – No, no. I just want I want to make this point. I like what you said about at the end, there was no justice for Brianna There wasn't. Um, and we've heard this. The walls got more justice than the actual human life of Brianna Taylor. Um, it's no coincidence that the city paid so much money as far as in the civil suit. I would definitely like to see the grand jury transcript, <laughs> like me personally, particularly in, in, in my – uh, practice. I'm like, w- w- what was said during this? Because I right. would definitely want to see that. But as far as what Chuck said and Shaq backing him up, I don't care who you are. The cops executed no knock warrant in your home. Right. And you don't know it's the police and somebody busts into your house and you have any type of weapon around you, you are going to get it out. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You're going to get your weapon out. So that's the thing that, that gets at me. And it's not like the officers fired, okay, one, two shots. <laughs> they were going off. off. Pop, 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 pop. Let's think about it. When you actually do the pops with your mouth, you're like, dang, this, dang, it's just so much. I mean, she didn't get any justice. I, for me, and we talk about it off the podcast. For me, 
The issue is, is that the rhetoric, the rhetoric is no longer the black rhetoric, right? And it's been that way for black people since the beginning. Whenever black people get a hold of something, for whatever reason, the, the, the rhetoric has just changed, right? So they also talk about defund the police. It's like, well, if you defund the police, then who are you going to call? Defund the police doesn't mean get rid of the police. It just means reallocate assets. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's just the word, the phrasing that's used. Of course, people want to say defund the police because it sounds bad. But if you say, hey, let's reallocate assets, I'm not saying get rid of the Houston Police Department. I'm saying, does the Houston Police Department need certain riot gear for war when they're dealing with me? Or should the funds that are used to pay for that riot gear be used to not only educate them, but to help my community? Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's all about what's being said and understanding what's being said. Because if I came to you and said, they're defending the police. Most people are like, well, dang, so who's going to come to my house well, if I need yeah, a call? I mean, but we, we can we can debate about this all day, every but day. That's, to me, it's not a debate, though. Well, it's but, just but, common but, sense. Well, look, there are people that are going to debate with you, Chris. About that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I there are, there that. are people that agree with what Charles Barkley is saying about defunding the police. They Charles Barkley just said it. So because, he's, but just, but well, this, no, we're not arguing. No, 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 we're not arguing. But my, my point is this, though, because it's, it's got to be clear. What he's saying is... It's, it's, it's ignorance because you don't know what it means. When you say defund the police and the first thing that comes out your brain is, well, who's going to come to our house? That means you don't understand what it actually means. We just talk and, about knowing you can't speak on something. Well, I guess you can't. Let's back up. Right, you can speak right. on whatever the heck you want to speak about. But when you do speak on something and you're coming from a place of understanding and you don't have that understanding, there's a problem. Defund the police means reallocate assets. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. That's it. And this, this is something we're trying to do as black people, right? We're trying to come to understanding and we're trying to come together and have the same voice because it happens a lot where something happens with one of our brothers or someone that is also black. And then it's kind of like we don't agree on something and we turn on one another. Now, even though Charles Barkley said what he said, I don't disagree with everything that he said, not everything. But the whole thing about him lumping him, her and George Floyd in together, I totally disagree with that. That's one thing. That's the first thing I want to say I disagree with because this is all the same fight. We are trying to fight for a means to where police officers have more accountability for what they do. Right. If it, like you just said, if someone comes to your house, because I have a wife and I have a daughter and they come in and they're trying to force entry and I have a weapon. The weapon is going to go off because the life of my wife and my daughter comes first. Yeah. And if they retaliate and they shoot back and something, God forbid, happens to someone there, oh boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go berserk. And so the part I think that people are missing is that these are police officers. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just- No, I hear what you're saying. It's these are police officers. They have a, you know, a duty to do things a certain way. Do you, does that make sense to you? Obviously, I mean, makes, I mean, I think, obviously I mean, I it makes sense, but it's not what's being executed, no, right? I just, but that's—I think—that's what's being. Look, I—I one hundred and ten percent care about the lives of police officers, and for the ones that are out there doing their due diligence and they're doing what needs to be done for this country, I applaud them a hundred and ten percent. And sometimes it's just a, a situation to where. Things go array. And even even in this situation with Breonna Taylor, you could look at it as being that kind of situation. But as a police officer, 
when you go into a situation like that, first of all, the way the situation was first gone upon where they went in there, they didn't announce themselves because that's this is what I'm hearing. They didn't announce who they were. They just went in there and, you know, anybody would feel threatened at that point. So like like you said, if you have a weapon, if I had a a knife, you're going to bring it out. <laughs> gonna bring I got to protect me and For me, for me, I mean, we could go all day on this, honestly. But for me, it's just it's a systemic issue. We've heard that that word systemic. But what does that mean? The real issue is, is certain things like a no-knock warrant at 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying at a time where it's really early in the morning, people are more likely to be sleeping doesn't make a lot of sense. It just doesn't. So it's it's systemic. And where does it typically happen? It happens in areas of where African-Americans are, people of color are. So that's at this point, me and you have talked about this. I'm at the point now where it's we're we're continuing to trying to educate but it comes to a point where if something is just broken as much as we want to educate and talk about it it's just broken the system is broken and i think black people people of color even people just in general when it comes to police we all see like okay this system is broken it just is it's mm. a broken system so how do we fix it that's where i'm at now but it's hard man I, i'll i'll tell you right now it's hard because Everybody has different points of views of what's going on. And I'll, I'll continue to go back to the facts because I wasn't there. Personally, I wasn't there to to, to know but what happened. you need to be there, bro. No, 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 no. I, I'm, not, I'm not debating. I'm, I'm just talking for other people. Because when people talk about what's happening with Breonna Taylor and George uh, Floyd, they want to bring up, first they want to bring up the facts. First they want to say, well, he went to his car. And he was reaching for a weapon. And so my first question to you is, even if that's true, that he went into the car, we're talking about um, his name, uh, losing right now, um, the young man that got shot seven times in, in the back. Mm. Even if that's true, why, why, why would he get shot seven times in the back? That's my first question to me in my head. The question with Breonna Taylor is, why, why was this young lady killed to death in her sleep? No, why, why, why was George, why was this man's knee on George Floyd's throat? You know what I'm saying? But that's the way police officers should be. They should go about business to where, regardless of what you do or do not know about this person, it is your due diligence to do things the right way. And in these cases, I just don't feel like things were done the right way. That's just me personally. Yeah, I agree with that. And so for me, the next question is, how do things, how can things be done the right way? And it's just a systemic issue. Um, as long as this type of system is in place, these type of acts will continue to happen. And unfortunately, we're going to come to a point where, and we talked about this before, I'm certainly not advocating for just mass violence. I ain't advocating for that. I don't want to see it, but I just don't know how many, how many more times we can see this. And when I say we, I just mean civilians in general and not react. Um, negatively or in a way that incites violence based on what we have seen. Mm. And at this point, I just, I, I, I'm at a loss, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I mean, I expect pretty much at this point, I expect the worst when I see these types of things. You expect the worst. Yeah. I, and it, and it's, and it shouldn't be the case. I, I just, you know, as, as a black man, we're both black men, as being black and seeing what it's doing to the black community. As a whole, or what I'm seeing, I don't know. It, it, it's we don't have to agree about everything. We don't, but let's just come to a point to where you know, okay, we agree to disagree, 
but how do we make things better? Because what Charles Barkley said is, I understood in, at the very beginning, he did say that, you know, she lost her life. He's very, you know. And then there's that but. Yeah. <laughs> that ruins it. That, that's my thing. Like, I don't even. But I, look, man, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because a lot of people agree with what Charles Barkley said 110 percent. And that's because they look at the facts as being 100 percent true, even if the facts are 100 percent true, even if they are. Breonna Taylor lost her life senselessly. That's that's the bottom line to me. And that's what this is about. I agree with that. And so, you know, if I was. No, but the, I have to stop you there, though. What you say is true. Even if Charles Barkley's thought process is true, like you just said, Breonna Taylor lost her life senselessly. So how do we stop that? No, and no. for my problem is anybody who's hung up on Charles Barkley's comments, agree with him, don't agree with him. But the particular people who agree with him, if you don't understand that the acts that led to her death was a systemic problem, that I can't even really have a conversation with you because we can't fix the problem because you don't even recognize the problem. And that's where you lose me, which is why I sound exasperated right now is because I can't even get to the point of having a conversation on how to fix things because some people don't even see the problem. With George Floyd, there was, oh, he had a past. I mean, it's just, it's always something. Yeah, so it's always when, something. When, when it comes that to that individual, to that person, there's nothing I can do or anyone can do to say, let's fix this because there's always going to be that but. And for me is, well, before we get to the but, what was the root of the problem? Right. And that's that's what it comes down to. We talk about sports all the time on here. And that's kind of the big argument we have with Deshaun Watson. Is he regressing, overrated, underrated? But what's the root of the problem? <laughs> and all, most people in Houston know, okay, it's Bill O'Brien. Yeah. When it comes to what we're talking about here, and I'm not trying to make light of it and bring it in sports, but just what's the root of the problem? I don't care. Forget everything else. What's the root and how do we kill this issue? And for whatever reason, we can never get to the root when it's an issue that's predominantly affecting African Americans, and that's my problem. Yeah, and that's and that's on both ends. Whether you be, you know you're all into the facts and say, well, this is what happened, or whether you're like me and you and we're saying, well, this is what happened. We'll try to get to the root. I d- I would just like to see, you know, I don't know what's going to happen or not, but I see a situation where we all just kind of come together, discuss these things in an adult fashion, and say. Like you just mentioned, this is the root of the problem. How are we going to fix this? And for me personally, as far as dealing with this in particular, the root of the problem is the way officers handle business. And it's not just we're discussing more so about black lives, but this is the way officers handle (laughs) any situation. It doesn't have to be black lives, but we're saying that because it just seems like it happens more often than not with black lives. And so we... Black people are, are per, historically have been perceived as a threat or uh, something to be feared. Right. Um, I mean, it just is what it is. All right. Wow. That's a lot. Hey, man. We did a lot today. I'm exhausted. You exhausted me today, Chris. From I was just being workout. myself. Man, bro. <laughs> we took a ringer today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. We try our best. We're just two regular guys here, you know, talking, you know, speaking our mind, speaking our opinions. 
um, voicing our opinions or other people's opinions. <laughs> and then it comes together <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Um, you can subscribe anywhere. Um, we're on uh, Podbeam. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on any major podcast platform. I want to thank all the listeners out there for um, just just listening to us and, you know, you know, giving us some good feedback. Um, I want to give a shout out to Clutch Sports Talk. Um, he was really anxious to 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 listen to this podcast. He also has some stuff out there on YouTube. He's on Instagram. Check him out. But I want to give a shout out to him as well. Um, but, you know, 100th episode coming up. This is 98. One more episode to the 100th. If you want to enter into the contest, just go to our Facebook page. And it's going to be the very first post. You can go there. There are multiple ways to enter for your chance to get a $100 gift card are $100 worth in Twin Peaks gift cards. And just tune into the 100th episode to see if you won. Hey, If you hey. want to check us out on the radio, Afro Vibes Radio, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Anything else you want to say, Chris? You want to say anything else piss me off today? Uh, to my wife that's listening, you know, you got that one alias you got, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> to I enter the contest. <laughs> <laughs> you look like I was on something. Yo, there's certain times where I really wish this was recorded. Your eyes lit up like, where are you, where are you going? <laughs> where are you? <laughs> oh, my God. You're one of those people. Oh. Aliases. Oh, my God. We're out, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.